Hello, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. This week, the Ringer is launching a new podcast feed called Boom Bust, a new hub for narrative podcasts documenting the rise and fall of companies, celebrities, and trends. Season one, hosted by our own Alyssa Bereznak, takes you through this spectacular journey of HQ trivia, the once $100 million industry-altering company turned disaster. Alyssa interviewed dozens of former employees, investors, journalists, and fans, bringing you the behind-the-scenes story of how HQ crumbled from within. Subscribe to Boom Bust HQ Trivia and check out the first two episodes out now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with heel producer Jim Cunningham. Jim, what's happening, man? You're still you're living in a frat house right now, right? Yeah, my uh, apartment complex is, um, yeah, they're on <laughs> spring break, apparently. Apparently, the pandemic is over at this place. The Ozarks no has, has moved to wherever the hell that, you are. That's it's what good. it's like, man. It's Unbelievable. Yeah, good it's for scary. you. No. Not good. All right. Well, listen, speaking of scary, let me bring them on. My gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How you doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, I don't know if this is good or bad, but we got notice today, this morning or last night. I don't even know the times anymore, the days, but Vegas, Las Vegas is opening up June 4th. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know that I would go. I'm a huge hypocrite when it comes to all this stuff because I hate the big crowds. I stay away from them. The the beach was open all weekend, obviously. I didn't go any of the three-day weekend, uh, but I'll walk without a mask. Some some a-hole th- took a picture of me and was like blackmailing me. I was like, I don't care. Let the picture go. I, I didn't wear a mask. I'd like to, I take a 20-minute walk. I see three people. I'm, I'm, I'm hedging my bets here, but... Uh, that said, I would not go to Vegas just yet. Um, but I'm going to have poker legend, Daniel Negrano is going to come on. He's going to join us at the end of this podcast. He's supposedly he's a very positive guy, aside from being a genius, genius poker player and a legend in the uh, game. He's uh positive. I think about the outlook and what, what Vegas is going to look like in the next year or so. Now, uh, let's talk sports. I joked, I apologize. Parlay kid. Brother Bry, I laughed at you. Harry laughed at you. Uh, Hill producer Jim laughed at you. You <laughs> suffered some bad beats. And then Harry and I suffered bad beats last week. And again, <laughs> I repeat, there's like five hours of sports going on. And somehow I really think, help me through the math in this, guys. Let me know. Everyone's seen the highlight by now. It was Brady and Mickelson against Manning and Tiger. We all had best bets for that. I didn't give it out on the podcast itself, but I looked at it and I was like, you know what? Brady, under a half a birdie, he will not birdie in the front nine. It was like minus 150. I jumped on it and it, it couldn't have been an easier bet. The first six holes, he's double. he was a lock for a double bogey, hitting it into the woods, into the mud, into the, into the water, everywhere. Uh, guys that were, were like uh, celebrity, every celebrity you knew was tweeting, hey, I'll, I'll donate 100 grand to COVID if you par. It was even starting to get on his nerves. And then what does he do? Parley kid, what does he do? 120 yards out, third shot. <laughs> By the way, getting to 120 yards out for the third shot on a par four uh, on his way to another bad hole. Freaking double, clank, double, b- 
bank and it goes right in, right in. And I lose the bet right there. Now, Paula <laughs> kid, what are the odds on that for, let's say a professional golfer getting a 120 yard birdie? What would you say? Oh man. I, I know you, you could think. I don't forever. know. I mean, is it like uh, two, uh, 250 to one? Brother Brian, I, I, help him that... out. I mean, I guess, right? I don't know. More than that, right around there? Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, Darren, Darren's probably actually right. That's probably... That sounds about okay. right. Because, I mean... That's what I thought. Like, over... Right, because, like, usually, like, in a tournament with everybody playing, say you have yeah. 100 guys playing over four rounds, that maybe happens, what, once? So I guess that that <laughs> would be a, a, a very twice. short... Twice, yeah. That would be a short par three, uh, like, drive, you know, off the tee, right? Right. Okay. So maybe 200 to one. Okay. Right there. But what if it's Tom Brady? What if it's a guy who couldn't, he would, he was hitting the top of the ball every time. Like I said, Harry, you got to add that. It's got to be a thousand to one. That might be my worst beat of the year. Oh, that was awful. Plus they were play- not to mention for a, a, a quite the time they were playing in a monsoon, oh. uh, which was funny to watch as well. And you'd think with it, with it raining like that, you'd get no roll. The ball's going to die, especially if you hit it real high, it's going to die. And it just, like you said, double like bounce and just went backwards and landed perfectly. In yeah, the hole. that's else. it. And that's so uh, Tampa isn't done ripping my heart out. It's not bad enough. 28, three down to the Falcons comes back win. just happens over right. and over and over. Uh, he and his partner Mickelson eventually lost to uh, Tiger and Manning. Harry, you had that as your best bet. Parley kid, you had Manning and Tiger to win the first hole that pushed yeah. or so it's a loss. Cause you had to, you had to win that. And brother yep. Bry, you went with the easy route too. You went, you did nicely with Mickelson under two and a half birdies. I don't think he had any in the in the front nine, right? Uh, he had one. Oh, he had, he had one. one. Okay, but but that yeah, that was easy. I will say I did lose the I did lose my first bet though. I had Brady over Manning, longest drive, the first drive, right? Mm-hmm. And we had to look this up. We couldn't even find the results yeah. because Brady ended up hitting you know uh, an iron off of the tee, barely hit the ball. Uh, Manning could not find his ball. Had to drop a new ball, so he was. Te- Manning still wins on that one, even though they couldn't find the ball. I, I, I found that. These things uh, are weird. They're so weird. They're very aggravating to bet these. It's fun to watch sports and have them back. And that was a lot better an event than I thought it would be, uh, you know, despite the, the very, 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 very bad beat. Um, Harry, on the other hand, he suffered a bad beat. Lots of NASCAR lately. There's a there's a race tonight. It, it seems like every single night that whatever we did to the air, we cleared the air by quarantining these NASCAR guys in seven days have ruined it. They've really smogged it all up and it's all back to normal. And Harry, you had something This seems to happen every week, but maybe explain in uh, 40 seconds or less sure. what happened. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, seven races in 11 days. Kyle Busch is racing all of them. I had him in the Xfinity race on Thursday at minus 175. The next closest was Chase Briscoe at plus 600. Uh, with 20 laps left, Kyle Busch, there was a minus 175 at this point. He's probably minus 1,000. Uh, he's in first place, and with 20 laps left, he gets penalized, for and which he had the lead in, obviously, for entering the pit too fast. Mm-hmm. What the blank is that? Whoa. Entering the pit too fast. I'm not going to. That was Thursday. Harry, t- that was Thursday. Hold on. I'm also on Sunday. Chase Chase uh, Elliott screwed me where his teammate uh, when he had he had a three and a half second lead with two laps left and his teammate uh, 
William Byron gets a smoky car. They have to restart. Yeah. He pits for some ungodly reason, and he loses to Kozlowski. I had uh, in that I had uh, for a parlay, a uh, match parlay. I had a three teamer. I needed uh, <laughs> right. Elliot over Kozlowski, and, now it's getting a little crazy. and he blows it. it with a three and a half second lead. Two laps left. Just listen. Does any sport have? Any more idiotic late event made up as we go along rules than NASCAR? Well, I mean, it's insane. He had a three and a half second lead with two and, laps and left. I, the race and is over. I asked people, I said, please explain this to me. Why is this guy pitting with two laps left? Uh, you know, right. it's, it's, so it's, it's, wouldn't you just risk it anyways? Wouldn't you go? The for risk it? is that the sense? risk is that they know there's so many caution flags and there's so many start and stops and that oh. if there are two cautions, they can make up the time. They lost by pitting. I don't know. Oh, I, I, and it w- would have been fine, but I went up against Kozlowski, and Kozlowski wins. Isn't that it. always the case? Jim, can you bleep Harry from earlier on when he said, what the bleep? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know. Sure. All right. I want to I jump on that. I, I, I can't deal with the mail we get after that. Um, all right. So it's NASCAR. It's golf. We have to get going. And like the, you know, the NHL made an announcement yesterday saying they're going to 24 teams. They're going playoffs. Um, no regular season. Uh, I, I just and, and NBA seems like they're going to be doing a similar thing, but I just don't believe it. I don't want to be negative, but I feel like anyone could set a schedule, but I don't see anything about testing or any like subsequent twest testing or if one guy tests positive or where, the, where they're going to play and all this. I, I just don't I don't see that we're moving forward. I hope I'm wrong about this, but uh, I want to see a little more than just scheduling, you know, brother, Brian, brother, Brian, I'm going to schedule our, our fantasy draft for, um, for, uh, uh, August 28th. How's that? Okay, good. Does that mean football's back? I I don't know. Well, what's going on here? Enough already. Well, well that, right. Well, that's the biggest problem, right? Like we, they keep giving us information, but there's been two, I, I get it with everything going on, but there's been two and a half months. Their sole job is to figure out how we can make this work. Like, and then all they give you is, all right, yeah, with 24 teams, we don't really know how it's happening yet. I, I mean, what's been going on behind the scenes? I, I'm just trying to figure it out. I don't know either. Now, for NHL, there's no real start date, I guess. But like I said earlier, 24 teams are now going to make the playoffs. Uh, aside from, Usually it's 16. Top four in each conference run around Robin to determine the one through four seeds. Bride, partly, we were trying to figure it out earlier. What is uh, the benefit of getting the one seed? These are not home games, obviously. It's going to be in two sites, one conference in one, the other conference in the other. And five through 12 play to eliminate four teams. So then it ends up being eight teams. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's good if a one seed plays a 12 seed. I guess there's a little bit of an advantage, parlay kid, but it's or you want to get the one through four seeds reps so that they're not going against a team that's one. Uh, Do you see anything other than that? Uh, not really, unless it's monetary, right. uh, to be a higher seed, I guess. I, um, yeah, I, I find that interesting, uh, strange and, uh, I'm not sure I get, you want the, to get these guys some reps, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, I mean, if, unless it's monetary, it's gotta well, be those something. games mean absolutely nothing. I mean, uh, it wouldn't really make sense except I guess if you're the one seed, you get to play the lowest remaining seed yeah uh if that's the real incentive here i well you guys you guys love hockey more than i do but the one thing you can say about that is first of all the two eight seeds advanced last year right so um yeah home ice you kind of throw out the window a lot of times with these things so Uh, if you're the one seed going against let's say the 12 the 12 advances over the five 
I don't know. Is that a bad team at this point? Now this team's as hot as anybody, I think. I, I, I don't know if that's an advantage. No, you're right. But at least, hey, go go forward. Go forward with it. The one problem, Parley Kid, I know you, you get hurt by this. Uh, potentially, we have to figure this out. What does this mean for futures? Now, most books are just paying out conference and cup tickets because that hasn't happened yet. They're um, refunding if you have a team that made the playoffs, if you have a team that won the division, or if you have uh, an over-under points total for a team. That's not great. Uh, I think you had you had some playoff uh, parlay. Kid, what did you have? You had some teams to make the playoffs. Right? Yeah, I had a four-team parlay uh, to make the playoffs. It was the the Leafs, the Lightning, the Flames, and the Avalanche. Um, pretty decent money. Yeah, uh, getting back on it. They're all top eight. So my argument would be, they were making they, it. They're yeah. all really would cro- qualify for the real playoffs mm-hmm. if this was the case. Um, so maybe somebody out there uh, can make sure that honest men like myself uh, <laughs> will get paid out. We'll get paid out for having uh, those four teams to make the playoffs. Well, maybe uh, my guess is it's not going to happen. I don't but know. It, is it would be nice. Can we get a break? You might get a break. You got a break if you bet through Fox Bet. The NHL regular season's over. What happens to your? I'm seeing this tweet. House rules say to grade winners and losers as is, but at Fox Bet, no losers. If you have on the side of a losing bet, you get it refunded, and if it came out a winner or winning, um, you well, you get you get your money paid. So there yeah, you go. That's the be- ca- that's the best. Nah, I, I got a case against Darren's uh, wow. argument. Well, what is it, Harry? Well, that, come well, on. Harry. If if Darren says the Flames would be in. 79 points, 70 games played. Vancouver, 78 points, 69 games played. They're the I eighth can't... seed, Harry. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I he said, said they were the eighth seed. Out of 16, so. uh, you're Well, I yeah. know, but they're a game, game, they have a game in hand on Vancouver. I, so I it's kind of unfair. I think they did the math on all that, and they got the eighth seed. So. All right. Um, this is real. But either way, that oh, look, Fox, I'm, root, I'm, rooting, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for 17 through 24. That Fox. Love that. Now that's a real asterisk. <laughs> That Fox Sport, that that's the best news I've there heard in about three months. Yeah, and there's a couple. Yeah. <laughs> that's good news. That's the best news. <laughs> Damn, Parlay like yeah. Kid's gonna win two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, I, but I, I know, I know, a lot of this is senseless. But let's talk about it. I don't think they're starting up much earlier than the NBA planned, which now the NBA says maybe beginning of August. So you could maybe, maybe expect to see hockey, the NHL, starting uh, their playoff games. Two months from now, I don't know, maybe a little less than two months from now, but let's take a look at these odds. Now, the Bruins, five to one. Uh, they lead the way. Tampa Bay, plus 650. The Vegas Knights, seven to one. The defending champs, St. Louis Blues, plus 750. And then the Caps are plus 850. Um, listen, no one's out of this. Like I said, two eight right. seeds advanced last year. St. Louis, we know the story. They were in last place beginning of the calendar year. They rallied to win the cup. For our uh, greedy friend Scott Berry, took home a hundred thousand dollars as a result. Um, I am going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know the Islander oh. fans on this call are not going to like this. I think Tavares comes out; he shines. Their goalie uh, Frederick Anderson's the most active goaltender because they really don't have a backup in all of hockey, and so he he got a well deserved break there. They got the new coach uh, Sheldon O'Keefe. He came on in November. They decided, now this is going to be big. They decided to call up this Nick Robertson in the OHL. He had 55 goals and 86 points in like 46 games. You can have unlimited goalies and up to 28 skaters on your playoff roster. So that's interesting. Toronto lost the first round three straight years. 
They have a winning record on the road. I talked about how, you know, home ice doesn't usually mean anything anyway. And now none of these teams are playing home, so it doesn't really matter. They seem like just the kind of ho-hum team to go deep into what's already a weird uh, playoff structure. 28 to 1, Maple Leafs. 12 to 1 for the Mm -hmm. Eastern Conference. Uh, Brother Bry, which way are you going? Yeah, so like you said, it's chaotic in a normal year. Um, Usually the President's Trophy teams don't win uh, the Stanley Cup anyway, so this is going to be even crazier this year. So if I'm looking for value, I would look probably to the West. I probably would. The East is just so hard to get through. I do like the pick you have, though. But I'm looking at the Winnipeg Jets for pure value at 30 to 1 to win the West. So when I look at these Mm. odds, I'm trying to figure out why are comparable teams at 15 to 1, 16 to 1, right? Yeah. So everybody who's around the same points, you're looking, yeah, Vancouver 16 to 1, Calgary 15 to 1, Nashville 16 to 1. Winnipeg's just as good as those teams are. Mm-hmm. The West, the West aside from St. Louis and the Avs, nobody really stood out for each other. So any really anything can happen in the West. At 30 to 1 odds, uh, uh, their goalie Hellebuck at any point in time could get really, really hot. And just win a ton of games for them. So I, again, purely based on value, I have no idea why it's thirty to one just to win the way. I could see thirty-one to win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. but Winnipeg is like the kind of like the Toronto team of the West. I feel like they've had good seasons the last three seasons. They've been a little underachieving in the playoffs, but they still they still have those same players on the team. So I don't right. I really don't know why those odds. Are All high. right, I go Toronto. Brother Bryce says Winnipeg. Nice. How are you going to take us out of Canada? Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna stay. Uh, You're not. I will take you out. Of, I actually check that. I am. Yeah. Oh. I, am. I was just thinking of Brian's pick. That's a great. Yeah. Pick, that's, Brian, that's the right. Avalanche. Listen, they, they play in the nice. United States. <laughs> yeah. That's Colorado, right. Colorado, Colorado yeah, 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 yeah. to the Union yet? Yeah. Jim, will you check? Do, Listen, Jim, is I there went... a globe in that uh, frat house you live in anywhere? <laughs> Definitely not. Confirm this for us before Harry speaks. Definitely uh, not. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Well, listen. Colorado has the most wins in the league. On the road this year, they're 24-13-2. Best goal differential in the Western Conference at plus 46. The next closest, the defending champion Blues at only plus 32. That great goaltending. And center Nathan McKinnon has now established himself as an official scoring machine in the NHL. 93 <laughs> points again this official? year. Is that official? 318 total <laughs> shots. And Sal, you mentioned uh, the ace seed uh, last year winning. They beat Calgary the one seed in five uh-huh. games and lost to San Jose in a, an epic uh, seven game series where the referees kind of oh, screwed yeah. him in two games. I'm sure the parlay kid and you guys remember that too. the uh, hand pass uh-huh. and game five and then uh, the offsides phony call on them, too. So, uh, yeah, they they can they did it last year. They And this year, they, they're even that's better. when you could stay up till two in the morning, and watch a professional sporting event. Those are the days, right? Uh, all right. Mm. Av- what odds are the avalanche? Uh, Ten to one. Yeah, I don't know. They have the most wins in the league, right? You said, yeah, that, that. most wins on the road. No. They're too good. I don't know. They should. They shouldn't even make the playoffs. Actually, no, no, no team that good wins. That's just yeah. how hockey is. Does home or away even matter at this point? It does I mean, Harry doesn't even know what country they're in. Well, if they're uh, if they are playing get, everyone basically I, on I, the road, <laughs> I guess you could say that. I guess mm-hmm. there you go. All right, parlay kid. Um, first of all, give us your country and then the team and then uh, your analysis. <laughs> yes, two difficult <laughs> take, questions. Take a Sal. guess on the country. Uh, we're not going to hold it to it. <laughs> yes, two difficult, difficult questions. <laughs> well, Sal, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, I, uh, well, I'm going with the Maple Leafs, too, oh, at 28 really? to 1, oh, like you said. So 
I, I think this is a perfect time for this Maple Leafs team to shine, right? Because, you know, when you play hockey up in Toronto, there is so much pressure on you, right? The, mm-hmm. This team is, you know, they they made that, uh, they signed Tavares a few years ago. They put a lot of money into their top-tier players, right? So they have four guys with basically over 60 points uh, in Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and mm-hmm. Nylander. And Matthews is really one of the premier young players in the game, maybe maybe the top offensive player in the game at this point. He's officially a scoring machine, Darren. I just saw it. He's there you go. It's, See, a, it's official. He's a, he's a scoring machine. And, Not quite as much. But. And and Sal, I think you're going to see some rusty goaltending in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, this is a team. I think they can play loose. Now there's, there's going to be some pressure off some of these teams because maybe there's not a, a complete uh, attention to them. I know when it comes back, maybe it will be like that. But, you know, hockey in July might not be the same as it was uh, compared with the pressures like in April and May mm-hmm. or, or August or September. Whenever this thing happens, I think this is a perfect opportunity for an offensive juggernaut like the Maple Leafs to really step up the game. And, you know, the last two years, sound 2018-2019, They've lost a game seven to the Bruins. Right. Um, and if the matchups go according to plan, if the Bruins are the one and the Maple Leafs are the eight, and they, Maple Leafs get by uh, that first Columbus, round matchup right? I think against Columbus, Columbus yeah. which I think is a very favorable matchup mm-hmm. for the Maple Leafs. Uh, I, I can see them, uh, you know, getting revenge on the Bruins this time around. Mm-hmm. And at 28 to one, this is great value for a team that can play loose and take advantage of their offensive prowess. Yeah. See, now I'm excited about hockey. I really, I, I, I wish they would get their shit together. Like, oh, wow, look, everyone's dragging their feet. We could start in early July and really, I know. really right. be in the show. I feel the same way about baseball, but it's just so, you just, they never get it together. They could, and now they're going to be up, everyone's going to be up against the NBA, who's doing them a favor. They're like, ah, how about we start in August? Like, no. They still have to go against these other sports, so it's a oh. bummer. But uh, I hope hockey comes back. We're looking at sixty days, fifty-five days. Jim, you got kind of giggled there. You want to say something? No, I, I was just thinking. <laughs> none of you picked an American team, which is kind of sad. I mean, I haven't watched hockey in a while, but I, I would have taken um, the Detroit Red Wings with uh, Steve Eiserman and Sergey Fedorov yeah. and Paul Coffey. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I'm just an American who... It's been a long time. I guess I'm living in like Ibiza right now anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, you're living in basically the swingers uh, apartment there with, uh, with <laughs> yeah, Vince Vaughn's exactly. character exactly. playing uh, NHL 94 is what you're doing, <laughs> I see. Uh, I think Harry picked an American team, right, Harry? We're going to... We're gonna um, Maybe we'll ask Daniel Legrano about that. He's from Canada. He, I don't know what's American anymore. All right, let's uh, go NFL. Now, this is crazy too. I know it's months and months away, but this jumped out at me. Fox Bet has NFL Coach of the Year odds, and they're all pretty high. Bill Belichick, who rarely wins this, it's laughable how little he wins this award. He's 11 to 1. Bruce Arians, 13. Mike McCarthy, 13. Kyle Shanahan, 15. Sean McDermott of the Bills, 19. Vrabel, 20. Frank Reich, 20. Andy Reid, 20. And then we get, uh, we get down in the 21, 23, 25 range. Now, John Harbaugh won last year. A little controversial there for the Ravens. Um, he won the AFC North the year before, and I'm not sure he was the best coach in the division. Mike Tomlin did great things for the Steelers with no quarterback. They came up short of the playoffs. 
Uh, Shanahan, what the hell? What do you need to do? Turn the Niners around. Did they have four or five wins the year before? Were they four and 12 or five and 11? Maybe they're five and 11. I think they had five. five and 11. Uh, so I don't know if the voters are paying attention to what the hell's going on here. Jason Garrett won in 2016 for crying out loud. So it makes me think this is a crapshoot. You might as well take some chances here. Brother Bry, who do you like on this board? Oh, well, yeah. Well, I'm not taking a chance here, but you are 100% right. The odds just look so high. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you to Fox Bet for putting these really, mm. really high odds. But look, a guy like Belichick is always what, like six to one, maybe sometimes nine to one, but getting him at 11 to one is still really good value. Can, so, and that's who I'm taking because it's the ultimate FU season by Belichick. Yep. He could win 11 games with this team and win the AFC East with Stidham or, or Hoyer. And he's going to be right there at the top. I mean, again, who knows what they, you know, right. what they really base this on. But they're probably going to be dominant defensively again. No reason he couldn't pull this off. He's won three coach of the years already. Shul is the only one to win four. So I'm sure he's gunning to win that fourth one. Uh, and, and we know from all these past years, obviously having Brady has hurt him. Yeah. You know, or else he would have won this more times than not. So. Um, at eleven to one, I figured I should jump on this. Uh, maybe uh, now. And when was the last time he won this uh, Coach of the Year? I'm trying to think. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's uh, 2010. Jesus, ten years. <laughs> All they do, they yes. win every other year or two out of three years. <laughs> 2010. That's right, Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's insanity. I also think Bruce Arians at thirteen and one, right underneath them, should have been. I don't know. I, I, are you going to get? You're going to win this award with Tom Brady? As your co- I don't think he get right. he'll get the exactly. credit for coming there. Whereas, I don't know. Well, if, if, if he's if, got two, he's got two to his credit. Yeah, I know. And then and now you have Tom Brady. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, but it was Carson Palmer. Yeah, we all hated him. Right. It was the Colts. <laughs> yeah, one was with the Colts. Yeah, I don't know. Colts, I think yeah. that's a little, that's a little, a little weird. Um, Parley Kid, what are you thinking? Well, I'm gonna take the guy that I think could dethrone Belichick here in the AFC East and take. Sean McDermott at 19 to 1. I know these odds, I really do. Man, you, you can almost just probably take about 10 of these and put, yeah. a, put a little bit of money on, on them and maybe come out on top here. Um, but yeah, I'm a big McDermott fan. I'm a big Bills fan this year. Uh, I think uh, they've upgraded their receiving core. Uh, if, you, if you look at their receivers right now, Diggs, Brown, and Beasley, what a solid threesome right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singletary averaged 5.1 yards a carry. Uh, and Josh Allen now beginning his third year, uh, which is a prime year for quarterbacks, and he was much improved last year. Uh, and then you add in a, an already uh, stellar defense. And I'm not sure if there's a more well-rounded team than the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think they can uh, win 11 or 12 games this year, make a deep run. McDermott's going to get a lot of notice. Kind of an under-the-radar coach, but he's a very good coach. I think mm-hmm. we, we would all say that about him. He's an excellent coach. He was a finalist last year. I think he was in the, the top five yeah. uh, in, in, in the voting last year. And I just think this Bills team is ready to na- take the next step. He'll get some praise. I know Belichick doesn't have the QB, but I think if he can dethrone Belichick out of that AFC East, he's going to get some high praise anyway. So I think at 19 to 1, he's still excellent value at this point. Let's take Sean McDermott on that that fun Buffalo Bills team. All Very right. fun. So Brother Bryce says Belichick in the AFC East, and the Parley kid says McDermott in the AFC East for the Bills. 
And you want to know who's right? They're both right. Here's what you do. I think the coach of the year comes from the AFC East. I say not only take those two, take a flyer on Flores. What's his odds here? 21 to 1. 21 to 1. And you got Adam Gase at 55 to 1. Now, I know people hate Adam Gase, but I don't know. That was a weird year last year with uh, with ghosts and black cats and and mono for Sam Darnold, who ended up going seven and six. I think you take all four AFC East coaches. I think the coach of the year comes out of that division. You're going to say, oh, my nice. God, the blank won 11 games. The blank won 12 games, whether it's the Jets, the Bills, or the Patriots. It's going to be quite a feat. And I think, like you said, Parley Kid, you could jump around the board in different divisions. I think I'm going to stay in the AFC East and take all four um, you know, a little less maybe like on that. Gase and maybe, maybe a little less on uh, on Flores, but I, I kind of like that. I'm re- that's how I'm gonna, I like it. I'm gonna try to be a little I smarter like this year about things. Um, Harry, you're not though, right? What are you gonna? Who are you gonna take? Oh. I'm gonna take my neighbor. I'm taking my neighbor Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury uh. at twenty three to one. Look, in, look, guys, in college at Texas Tech from two thousand fourteen to sixteen, his defense is ranked one twenty six, one twenty five, one twenty eight. Last year. In his first season with Arizona, it was the worst team that they could have possibly put out there in terms of playing against tight ends. They gave up the most receptions Arizona did, yards and touchdowns to tight ends. They may have gotten the steal of the draft to stop that in Isaiah Simmons who had back-to-back 100 tackle seasons at Clemson. (laughs) In free agency, they got a couple of the linebackers. They got Jordan Phillips from Buffalo. He had nine and a half sacks last year. Offensively, they should be dynamic. Tyler Murray had a solid rookie season, 3,700 yards, 500 yards rushing, and now he has DeAndre Hopkins to throw to very possibly the best wide receiver in the league in a steel trade in the offseason uh, alongside Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk um, and no running back uh, guys besides probably Derrick Henry was better fantasy wise than the last five weeks of the season. Kenyon Drake. He was fantastic to close out the season. Uh, I think this is a situation where Kingsbury could get it done if they turn around the defense. I know the NFC West is very tough. All four teams look to be pretty good. But I think at 23 to 1, this offense is going to be amazing. I like Harry. He leads with, you know, he had the 124th ranked defense with Texas Tech, and he went all the way to 30th ranked defense with Arizona. <laughs> You're like, he's not going to be in the hundreds in the NFL, right? <laughs> that was an improvement. Um, Jim, in case you were wondering, I still haven't gotten an invite to the pool party, though. Shocking. It, it's, it's hard trying to run a team. Hard enough. And then when Harry picking through your trash, looking for fruit roll-ups, it's got to be <laughs> even more difficult to focus. But uh, Paul, uh, like, what were you going to say? No, I said Harry's the ultimate homer when it comes yeah, to it really this is. all of a sudden because we know when Cliff Kingsbury got this job, he was the first one to say, what did this guy do in college? He was, he was an average college coach. Oh. Uh, he doesn't deserve this job as, as a head football hey, coach in the NFL. Did, did you say that, Harry? We could look it, back. He could, look at he he couldn't he couldn't win with Patrick Mahomes right <laughs> interesting all right he didn't win Patrick Mahomes but <laughs> Kyler Murray different type all right it's starting to make sense now um mm-hmm. I will say I did give it with a locking in with doing these digital hits and everything I thought Arizona nine to one to win the division was pretty high considering you know you got a team like San Francisco who went five and eleven to a Super Bowl run maybe Arizona is that team this year they did well in free agency as Harry mentioned. They did well in the draft. Nine to one to win the division. I like that. 
Uh, yeah, Kingsbury. I don't. Maybe this is his year. He looked sharp. You saw that house, Jim. Why don't you move in with uh, Cliff Kingsbury? It seems like there's a a lot of room in that uh that bachelor pad. If he's listening, which he's not, I would. What? I think he's listening. <laughs> He's probably listening because Harry's going to be blasting this outside his house. He didn't put he didn't put the trash out yesterday, though. I was wondering why. All right. Well, <laughs> if he's listening, that's your reminder, Cliff, to take the trash out. You're going to miss it by a week. All right. Yeah, that's fun. There's a lot of a uh, lot of different options there. In fact, uh, 32 for coach of the year. But big, big odds all around the board. That brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Revolt Casino, where each week. The Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Oh, I think the captain got us good this week. He came up with a good one. He asked, he's like, ask the fellas, and we'll put odds on it. If you could have only one combination of sports returning in 2020, which would you choose? NFL and Major League Soccer at even odds? NBA, NHL, plus 180? MLB? NCAA football, five to two odds. The field, 10 to one odds. Brother Bry, lead us off. Brother Bry, I know you want to say college football and baseball, but you don't want to seem like a jerk. So you're going to give another answer. That's my prediction. Well, well, I'm I'm definitely going to go with NFL and MLS. Really? Um, it, it's funny. Yeah, you could have put anything else. Uh, there's still nothing quite like a Sunday. You could, well, you could have put nothing else with the NFL, which you kind of did mm-hmm. by putting the MLS <laughs> right. in there. So, so, um, yeah, but there's n- still nothing like the NFL. Uh, but if you would have said, I, I didn't really know how the rules went this week with the field. Like if you told me, I know you'd probably be like, what? But if you told me the NCAA football mm-hmm. and the NBA, I would have thought about it. I had that for a second. There, I mean, I'm sorry. The, the captain had that for a second. Then he switched. There's, it up. <laughs> you know, there's something about, and again, granted, I'd have regular season baseball right now going on, but the, in all honesty, I mean, for as much as I've loved baseball my whole life, the regular season baseball, the first part of the first part of the season, I'm not as excited about like I am with the playoffs. But the NBA, I definitely keep more of an eye on the whole season. So if you said NCAA football and NBA, I might have taken that over the NFL, but right. um, I'll, I'll stick with the NFL. All right. Yeah. I put the NFL and Major League Soccer. That's like it's kind of like saying um which combination of brothers has the home run record in Major League Baseball? It's Hank and Tommy Aaron. Like, <laughs> I think Hank Aaron's brother had like 11 home runs or something. Uh, Parlay Kid, what are you going to say here? Yeah, I was going to use an analogy like that myself, Sal, right? Mm-hmm. So you could sit here and we could look at you know, the NBA-NHL combination. It's a solid combination, mm-hmm. right? Uh, kind of like um, you know, if we were all uh, contestants on... Uh, the Bachelorette, right? I don't watch it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's The Bachelorette, right? And, you know, one of us say, like, Brother Bry, he would be like that solid guy right there, right? He could, right. you know, he's the NBA, he's the NBA and NHL of this whole oh, thing. Oh, all right. He, professional, okay. hmm. solid-looking guy, very wow. very safe choice, very safe mm-hmm. choice, right? So you're you're the M- MLB and NCAA football. I like this one, right? Yeah. Uh. Again, you make a lot of money. Uh, you, you know, you're a good, you know another good-looking guy on a scale of one to ten. You, what are you? A seven point five? Oh, maybe an God, eight? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what's it? Or, to 100? or yeah. Or, <laughs> or you can roll the dice here mm-hmm. with the NFL being Jim Cunningham a, sol- a ten. Wow. He's a ten. Yeah, right? baby. 
or mm. the MLS, which is Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he's, uh, you know, we'll say what? What would we say? Harry? We'll give him a, I'll be generous and say a 3.5. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. Out of All 100. Right. Yeah. And so same to, amount of to, seconds I lost with date, Elliot to the other date night. the 10 to go out with the 10. You might have to go with the 3.5. OK, right? right. You might have to. So to get to Jim, you might have to go through <laughs> Harry first. But then at the end, you could end up with Jim. So the NFL is Jim. So let's take the NFL and the MLS. You're going to have to live with it. Yeah, at the even odds. I agree with. I, you. I hope that made sense. No, I th- well, you know what? Jim is going to tweet it. He's going to draw a Venn diagram. It's it's going to make sense. He'll tweet it out. Um, I mean, the one thing we could wow. take from that is Parley Kid has a crush on his brother. But I think we all we <laughs> have that I'm so- for a while. I'm solid. I'm solid. <laughs> uh, look, uh, I. I, I do make my money from pro football. I make my living locking in. I'm most excited to talk pro football Thursday night pregame show on Fox fantasy, not including fantasy here. Most of my betting is on NFL. Um, the rest can all go away. If you promise me a full uninterrupted NFL season for 2021. And that's given up a lot because that means there's nothing from now until September, which I guess doesn't seem like much anyway, since they're going to start in August. Uh, but Jim, what would you say out of these? Um, I was thinking the field. I think uh, there's just too many other good sports to be on TV, like cornhole. Hello. <laughs> like hot dog eating contest, bull riding, uh, drone racing, and the Scripps spelling bee. So That's true. That's yeah, I wasn't even going to put the field on there, and I'm like, Jim's going to have something funny for uh, the field. <laughs> but I was wrong. No, yep. <laughs> uh, you, uh, I, by the way, they do have cornhole. I, I get so many texts now. Are you betting this cornhole? You, I was like, oh, please. Leave me alone. I'm not betting the cornhole. Has anyone watched the cornhole at all? Harry, have you? Always. No way. Terrible. You haven't? Harry, did we ask you? By the way, did, did I, I ask ban- you? Yet? Did I get did, I don't think- did I get banned from a Captain oh, Morgan I'm sorry. for some stupid I, I, answer? I, 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 I mean, you were mentioned so many did times. I, get banned? I, I, thought, I thought maybe you went. I know. I know. Go ahead. What, what do you think? Let me see. I don't even know what I'm. Okay. Uh, well, NFL, of course. Obviously, you have to have NFL. You just do. And uh, NHL. Uh, I'm going to go NHL, but just because this, if this really happens, 24 teams, round robin tournaments with the top four teams. Um, it's a lot of work, I understand, but it's still playoff hockey. We don't have to endure the whole regular season again or start over again. It's just straight playoff hockey. These guys are warriors. Hopefully this will be a blast, especially if it's like the 20th seed gets that gets hot. They get a hot goalie uh, who can stand on his head and someone makes a run. That'll be that'll be fun to watch. All right. You know, you realize you get NBA also. It's a it's a that, couple I, of I, I was going to say. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm taking NHL <laughs> over NBA. NHL over <laughs> NBA. <laughs> He didn't yeah. get. He didn't oh get. My that God, this Morgan. is a documentary discussion. Yeah, you are banned from Captain Morgan, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you get both, Harry. You get. You get a choice of two. I know you get both. I understand. I just didn't want the NBA. Oh, you don't want the NBA. You just want NHL. No. Okay. I mean, you would have gotten re- really good odds for just NHL <laughs> because they're going to play for six weeks. You want six weeks of NHL over like four sure. potential yes. months. Darren does. Uh, Darren should. Right. Harry Harry hates the NBA anyway, though. I gotta say, I have a Harry told me side. before the show that he was taking the NFL and NHL, and I was like, I don't think that's a choice. <laughs> and then he said, No, it's the field. And I was like, Oh yeah, okay, that makes oh, sense. Oh no. Oh, he made his own field out of the I, I choices that were given. Yeah. I don't Let's know. See. I was just like, yeah. just go for it. All right, I'm gonna listen <laughs> back to this. I don't know what happened. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat <laughs> Casino. No matter you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. 
captain's orders. All right, let's do it. Sharp tank. Uh, Harry, we'll go to you. Three in a row, three winners in a row on yep. Sharp Tank. Last week, Tiger Payton um, had to fight it off in the back nine. I thought they would own the back nine after watching Brady in the front nine. I didn't know how Mickelson was going to situate his. Uh... By the way, let's let's give Brother Bry. He was the big winner. Not didn't give this out on the podcast, but six to one odds, right? Brother Bry? Yeah, I had, um, yeah, for Phil and Brady to use back-to-back or consecutive Brady tee shots, which was 20 to 1 right before I put it in. I put it in a little too late, got it at 6 to 1 still. But. And so a lot of lot of thinking went into that and even thinking for Mickelson and, and Brady, how they were going to, you know, if Brady hit anything resembling a decent tee shot, they they used it, right? Which uh, Well, ex- exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I think it was, that, that was my thinking right. going in. Like, all right, he's going to get, the over under was two and a half, and I was like for his drive. So it's like, all right, he's gonna get a few. So yeah, why why not take a chance there? Whoa, I mean, yeah, you don't want the uh, otherwise it's Brady's doing the approach shot or he's putting for par, and those are not great options either. So yeah, it worked out. All right, Harry, sorry, I really really sorry to take away from you. Three in a row, <laughs> Tiger Payton, make it four. Who do you like? Uh, you know, I'm gonna go to the UFC. I'm gonna take Tim Elliott, who's uh on Fox Bet, a minus one sixty two favorite. Over Brandon Royville. Um, look, the situation, Elliot and his stats to be a minus one. I'm going to go against what I think here. I'm going to go against oh, what I Jesus. think. He's a 160 favorite. Yeah, despite an, he's, his record is only 16, 10, and one, and he's lost three of his last fights. Royville has won five of his last six. They want you to take Royville at, at plus one, whatever you can get him at, 140, 145. When Elliot's a minus 162, they want you to take Royville. I'm going to go the other way. I'm sticking with Elliot. This is, I just feel this is a fishy line. They want you to take Royville. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the favorite and stay with hopefully four in a row oh now with God. Tim Elliott minus 162. So, like, such maddening logic. I can't believe it. <laughs> Let's go back to Captain Morgan. I think that made more sense. All right. Tim, not Chase Elliott, but Tim Elliott, you're going for uh, win number four UFC this Saturday. What is that on ESPN Plus? Bry. Uh, yeah. All, yep. all right, Brian, you won with yep. Phil under two and a half birdies. Make it two in a row. I mean, how come Harry's allowed to keep putting these favorites in UFC and they keep winning? Whenever yeah, we no. think Parley Kid and I do this, it never uh, wins. This is getting ridiculous right. here. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to say let's make it four underdogs in a row winning the main event. And I'm going to take uh, Gilbert Burns over Woodley. Hmm. Look, well, Woodley's resume is far superior. I do think Burns will be by far the more aggressive fighter in this fight to force Woodley to fight his fight. So Burns coming in, riding a five-fight winning streak. I mean, Woodley has not been, of course, has not been that active. Uh, But again, with those odds, I think it's going to be a close fight. Uh, you can bet Woodley to probably win a split decision as I'm going to oh, lose yeah, this Oh, yeah, that's one. right. <laughs> so I was looking for those odds, split decision. They are not up yet, so... I would probably, uh, yeah, I'd caution everybody on my pick, but I'd probably say go the opposite split decision. Okay. I, I get killed betting against Woodley. Who did I have? Uh, no, oh, I know. I do Uzma. too. He's, he's one of, you, you can't, yeah. you can't look good he's against him. He's one of those fighters. Them. You can't take him down. Yeah. You can't really do anything with him. Yeah. Darren Till, yeah, I think the, I had against him. I don't, I don't know. That was a bad fight, but um, yeah. All right. Uh, Paulie Kidd. What do you like? You lost with Tiger Phil losing the uh, winning pistol. Yeah, yeah, I lost last week. I'm in a slump, uh, which is not unusual. But uh, <laughs> to um, to uh, piggyback on Brian's idea, and I, you know, I've been on Gilbert Burns now for a while, right? So, um, 
you know, when this fight was supposed to take place a little earlier, I, I kind of, uh, I, I've had Burns on some parlays to finish off some parlays, et cetera. I do like Burns. So I like Brian's bet. I also was looking for that split decision, too. I can really see this being a split decision hmm. either way. I could see this being a very tight fight. So I'm basically going to take uh, the over three and a half rounds in this fight at minus 133 on Fox Bet. I hmm. think that's what it is at this point. Okay. Um, so I think that's pretty good value uh, right there. It's almost even odds uh, for yeah. this fight to go past three and a half rounds. Uh, as Brian said, it's it's tough to do things against Woodley, right? So um, this could be a fight where you're like, man, this is a boring fight. It's might drag on a little bit. And if we're talking about it going to a split decision, et cetera, it's going to have to go past three and a half rounds. Woodley has gone five rounds in four of his last five, five fights. Yeah. He's gone five rounds in four of his last five fights. Uh, Burns had a quick knockout last time against uh, uh, his uh, uh, last opponent. Um, the name is, uh, I'm forgetting. Who. Damian Maya. Right. Um, and But before that, he went the distance. Uh, his previous two fights, they were only three-round fights. Burns has never been in a five-round fight. Uh, but I do like him to eclipse that three and a half at minus 130 or minus 133, whatever it is right now. Hmm. Uh, it's actually minus 133 on Fox bet. Just looked it up. There you go. So let's take that over three and a half rounds. Okay. And I, I bet by Saturday, they will have to both these guys to win by split decision or an unanimous decision. They just don't have it up yet. There are a bunch of bet boost props up there. Um, man, I like that reasoning parlay kid. Harry, you all right? That's <laughs> choking on, uh, <laughs> you're choking on Arizona coaches garbage Kingsbury. What are you doing? <laughs> Spit it out. Uh, you know, I, all right, here's what I think. I think this Woodley fight's going to get canceled and we're going to be left with one best bet. So I'm going <laughs> to, you got to, you have to consider those things. I'm going with Tim Elliott, Harry minus 162 over Rabel. Um, all right. Why not? Uh, he's going, he's one, three in a row. Harry has, and he's going against, his better judgment, I think. It doesn't make sense, but here's to four in a row and Harry. But I, I like all three here. I really do. Um, Jim Cunningham, you have yeah. a best bet or you want to say anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking um, the over-under of actual dollars Harry wins on these things yeah. um, is $1, and I'm mm. going with the under because <laughs> I know he's not actually betting these things. You know, that is a very interesting um, bet there because Boy, and I was going to compliment you, Jim, that you have the best hair out of all of no, us. No, because here's what he does, Harry. And that, that's you, you might laugh at that and say, well, all he has to do is put $2 on it to win if he likes it and it wins. But Harry will bury it in a parlay with six NASCAR matchups <laughs> and uh, some <laughs> tennis game, not even on this planet. And you won't even you won't even ever get to the, the match itself. Is that what's your plan for a real bet, Harry, on? Tim Elliott, anything? I've been I've been scoping out the table tennis odds every night too. All right, but really, <laughs> so, is that a winning uh, bet under one dollar? Um, yeah. Look, <laughs> Jim, I was going to compliment you too. You have the best hair out of the four of us. Uh, there yeah. you go. Thanks. Five of us. All right, Jim. Four, the eyes are ones. Yep, on Twitter uh, at Jim Cunningham, and the eyes are ones. There you go, Parley Kid. At the Chalk Talker. Um, that's about it. I'd like wish I could give you some more news, but uh, that's it. Hey, look, the 
good UFC card this week. I think it's it's taking place in Vegas, right? It's it's in Vegas. Is this one um, in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, I, it is. I well, think... it's in Vegas, but half it's funny because half the stuff says like TBD still, which is great. Oh, yeah, I think Vegas <laughs> approved it. I think they approved yeah. it today. So I think so. This yeah. card. Where are they fighting? Where are they, are they fighting? Gonna be the El Cortez where parking lot. What is it? Do they even know? They should know. <laughs> yeah, they probably I guess, know. Probably it. doesn't really matter where. Yeah, but it's it's cool that it's in Vegas, and uh, maybe it's the start of the reopening of things there too. So, um, yeah, it should be a good card. So we have something to look forward to on Saturday night. All right, is it in Roy's house of Siegfried and Roy? Like it's uh, they emptied it out. I don't know what. All right, uh, and Brother Bry, what about you? Yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up before we leave. Um, the other day, I will say it's a little gross, but you were making fun of Harry for. Uh, <laughs> Blank in the shower. <laughs> I, I want to let you know that, like, the next day, Harry texts me and says, By the way, I pulled a muscle. Oh, no. Oh, blank off no. in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was you making know. fun of Sal. I was making That's fun making of Sal. That's making fun oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. You pulled a muscle that made fun of me. <laughs> Ouch. What a burn. Oh, it, it, was, it, it hurt. <laughs> I thought, Sal, I thought that was hernia number four. Good Lord. <laughs> Oh, you are sick. <laughs> you really are. Uh, Harry, you're at AAO Harry. AO Harry. Also, <laughs> uh, check out my other bets at bestbetcorner.com. And uh, this week on Odd Shark, my article will be about who will be facing Tiger and who will be Tiger's partner and Phil's partner in Tiger Phil. Oh, three. you know this. You know, you have inside information. Oh, I got it. I, I know this. Really? Uh, yeah, just read my no, article no, and you'll find out what's going to be. Let, have you given away on this show? But <laughs> I, that's amazing that they went to you and they was what was it? Was it was a contract? Did you find it in Cliff Kingsbury's trash? How did you find out? <laughs> it was amazing. All right, that AAO Harry. I think that's everybody. Hey, don't go anywhere. Poker legend Daniel Negreanu in a second. I'm Alyssa Bresnak, and over the past year, I've spoken with founders and fans, investors and engineers, employees, celebrities, all to answer one question. What happened to HQ Trivia? An app that drew millions of live viewers and was supposed to be the future of TV, until it wasn't. From the Ringer Podcast Network, this is Boom Bust, the rise and fall of HQ Trivia. Now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds. I told you it'd be a minute. Uh, right now on the line, what a treat this is. Guy was named the World Series of Poker Play of the Year in 2004. He didn't stop there, though. Did it again in 2013. A total of six World Series of Poker bracelets. He's an ambassador to GG Poker. God, I wish I was an ambassador to something. I don't think it's going to happen. Daniel Negreanu, thanks for coming on Against All Odds, pal. Well, I just wanted to be here and announce that you've just been signed as a new ambassador for GG Poker. <laughs> what? Is that true? <laughs> That's crazy how that happens. Yeah, we'll send you a hat and a hoodie. I mean, I don't know. You want money, too? No, I'll, I'll give you money for the hat and the hoodie. That, that'll be uh, my honor. How, how are you holding up during this uh, weird, weird pandemic? To be honest with you, it, you know, it hasn't changed my lifestyle too much. Uh, I'm, I'm a homebody anyway. Me, both me and my wife are kind of enjoying it. I have a golf simulator mm -hmm. in my house, so I play Pebble Beach almost every day. And nice. uh, just been working out in the gym and, you know, enjoying it. I mean, obviously miss hockey and some sports, but overall, you know, I'd say we're, we're doing pretty good with it. Yeah, I think. And now, so Vegas, I, I mean, what, what is, so you haven't been playing as much poker, obviously. What do you, how do you, 
how do you stay strong mentally? Are you uh, playing games with the DoorDash delivery guy, your first tip, extra money, or how do you, how do you stay how do you stay smart? Well, I'll be honest with you, I'm playing way more poker, much really? far more poker. Yeah, just different kind of poker. I'm playing online poker, right? Whereas before, mm-hmm. you know, you go to a casino, you sit down with a bunch of people, you know, and play. But now, you know, online poker is really thriving. So I've been sp- spending a lot more time doing that. So yeah, that, that's that's been actually I've been more sharp during this period than I was even before. Right. So this is a breath of fresh air, this, uh, this virus. No, yeah, no, I, I we wouldn't to, go as far as that. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like, I hate to make it seem like, well, look at me, you know, and then hear people saying yeah. like, well, yeah, it must be nice for you, but I don't have a job. So you have to realize right. the pain and suffering going on in the, in the country is real. And, uh, you know, certainly don't want to make light of it. But for me personally, you know, because I'm financially stable, you know, I'm, I'm blessed there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been okay. Yeah. I mean, you're a freaking ambassador on top of all of it. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, now they're saying June 4th, Vegas is opening June 4th. I was told you're a very positive guy. I don't know what to make of this. I'm not sure that I would go back to Vegas June 4th. Tell me that everything's going to be all right. I wish I could tell you that. No, unfortunately (laughs) the problem with it is this. So here in Vegas and Nevada, we've done really good with social distancing, like the death rates low, the infection rates low. The problem is, Mm -hmm. is, you open up the city to everywhere else and it spreads yeah. like wildfire in a casino environment. Right. So you kind of have to wait until everyone else gets it right. Like, you know, in Florida, you got the beaches full of people and you got, you know, certain areas that are hot, hot spots and, you know, people make it. And I, I also think that, you, you know, the casinos are going to suffer and the resorts are going to suffer because, you know, for them to be, to make money, they need those places full. If they're working sure. at like one third occupancy or less, they're losing money. You know, if they're hiring employees, so it's, it's going to be rough for Vegas for sure. So how do you, do you see it slowly building? Like right now, what are they saying? An ideal poker game would look like June 4th. Would it be, um, at the four to a table, everyone's wearing a mask. How are the, how's everyone touching their cards to t- take us through the next couple months? Well, it's kind of ridiculous because in Florida they have opened up and, and there's a few other places. And what mm-hmm. they've done is they've made tables where there's plexiglass that spe- right. separates the people and everyone's, you know, suggested to wear a mask. I don't know if it's mandatory. Uh, and they're playing that way. And, you know, the problem is, is, you know, we mentioned, you mentioned like you're touching the same cards, you're touching the same chips. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the idea that like in Las Vegas, they will reopen for crap, six max, six, only six people for poker, four people, just kind of random numbers or guessing it, you know, this virus, from what I know, you know, it's, it spreads through the air and stuff. So I don't know that it's going to be all that safe or conducive to a welcoming environment. Like, I don't know, to me, it's weird to go sit down in a restaurant where all my waiters are wearing masks and everybody's in a mask. I'd rather just order out. Yeah, I think so too. I'm the same way. You, you, you know, that you don't get that warm, that fuzzy feeling of Vegas, people high-fiving at the craps table, you know, that goes away. And you know, I was reading an article and I think it was the New York times. Like that's, that's why you're allowed to charge $25 a drink at a bar in Vegas and everything because of all the atmosphere. And, and you're not going to, get that what about you going back to a table would you are you reluctant or you'll you'll jump back in well i'm not going to jump back in that's for sure you know for no. me because i have the luxury of being able to like i'll wait a little while mm-hmm. and see how it goes because you know my concern is obviously like poker is the most it's not very germ friendly like germs pass you know every year at the world series right. poker people get sick every year it's you know just normal flus and, and colds and things like that uh pretty naturally but uh for me, I'll wait and see how it goes for a few months before I decide. I mean, I don't think live poker is not going to be the same for a couple of years, at least, I would think. Especially, well, a lot of things aren't going to be the same now where social distancing is yep. going to become part of the culture. 
you're cleaning up online anyway, so this is in a way a silly question. But when you're sitting face to face with a player, how is that if they're wearing a mask? How is that going to affect their tells? Do you think? Are you staring at people's mouths and seeing how their nostrils flare up? Is it all part of it, or are you zoned in on their eyes? Yeah, not to give away too many secrets, but it is going to be a problem because there are right. specific things people do with their lips. Like when people are stressed out, they'll purse their lips and they'll tighten them a little bit. That usually means they're mm. bluffing. Where if they're much more loose yep. and relaxed, their jaw or line or whatever. So, um, so that you know. But then again, when people are wearing a mask, there's other things to look at: their hands, their neck, their eyes, as you mentioned. So it, it's it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I was reading. Uh, do you agree with this? Like we, we talked about getting back to normal, and it has to be a hundred percent or close to hundred percent occupancy. I'm seeing like some projections for 2023. I mean, because there are so many lines in Vegas, right? I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. There's a line to check in to the, the hotel. There's a line at the sports book. There's a line at the buffet, which those might be gone for good now. Do you think 2023 is a good estimation or um, before that? I know it's all speculation. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, nobody knows anything, right? We all can speculate. Mm -hmm. But for me, as far as the way that I see it is until we have a vaccine, which the scientists, aside from what our government tells us, the scientists, is what the ones I'm listening to, they say that takes about a year. To, uh, to get right. you know patented and then to start distributing it, you're talking about maybe 18 months. So if you look at that mm -hmm. time frame, you know, I think by, two, by the end of 2021, 22, you know, we should be okay. If people get a vaccine for this, I mean, I think people are going to be on edge anyway for like the next 10, five years at least, like of people being more mindful of germs, you know? Right. But, uh, but that, that's not going to stop the world from, you know, from moving on as it has in the last couple of months here in the United States and the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Did you think I saw there was talk of it, you know, and if you force people to wear masks, which doesn't seem to be the case, it's going to be recommended a smoking ban in the casinos. How much would that hurt overall or people just if there's a will, there's a way they'll figure out a way to gamble without smoking. What do you think of that? Well, I would hope so. I mean, really, you know, I would hope that they could somehow find a way to ban it. We have in all poker rooms like you're not going to find really a poker room in Las Vegas where you can smoke cigarettes. Uh, not a mm -hmm. thing. We banned that. We got that banned about 15 years ago, thankfully. Otherwise, my lungs would be suffering right now. So right. Um, I think that's the next extension where maybe they will have, you know, designated areas where people can smoke. But outside of that, you know, potentially go that route. The problem is, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of gamblers, when they're losing a lot of money, that's a stress release. The last thing you want them to do is walk away and cool down, you know, and go mm -hmm. have a cigarette. So from the, from, if I'm a casino owner, I want that guy smoking right. like a chain. Give him a drink. Don't let him leave. Chain him to the table till he loses every last bit. <laughs> exactly. I want to ask you head to head, your head's up. There's $10 million in front of you. Who's the last person you want to see across the way? And who would you be most excited to beat? And maybe it's the same person. Well, I mean, my good friend for many years, is just tough as nails and, you know, his greatest poker player I think that's ever lived is Phil Ivey. So, you know, playing mm -hmm. against him would be tough because it would be bittersweet also because I'd be rooting right. for myself, but I'd also be rooting for him because we're, we're close friends. And he's also really tough to beat. As far as the person I'd love to beat for it, just clearly Phil Hellmuth because just watching mm -hmm. him go on a tirade <laughs> and cry and complain about how bad I am. Like, I knew I made it in <laughs> poker when Phil started to refer to me as they because he has a thing, you know, it's like they, do, they have no idea. And I'm like, I'm part of they now? Awesome. I <laughs> That's great. Yeah. He's, it's so funny. No one, anyone who ever beat him only got lucky. It's amazing. It's has he ever like taken you to the side and like, wow, you, you actually got my goat there. That was, that was a, 
No, <laughs> it's a sad he has movie. a he has yeah. he has the issue of narcissism. He's a friendly narcissist away from the table, but he definitely suffers right. from it. So you know, people who have that, they 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 don't see their own flaws whatsoever. <laughs> right. Um, let me ask you the main event. I, I played in it the year after Moneymaker. I got to the third day. That's it, uh, that's stretching the truth a little because the second day there was so many people you had to take off the second day if you were in a group. But I got to the third day. I was an hour away from making uh, making it to the money. Now it's hard, right? It's seven thousand entrants. Do you even? Not to say that do you care if you ever win, but have you kind of put that to the side as a goal? Not at all, man. It's just juicy. Like, obviously, you know, you're an underdog to win that thing. You mentioned the seven, 8,000 right. players. But, you know, just a couple of years ago, I finished 11th in that thing. And uh, it was mm-hmm. the most exhilarating experience ever. You know, like the, 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 the Thunderdome is what they call it. The stage there was rocking. Um, I had just the blood boiling through me. It's like, it's the most, it's the pinnacle event. So every pro would be mm-hmm. lying if they said they didn't still dream of winning it, you know, cause it can be done. It just, you know, you right. need everything. You just need a perfect storm of everything going right for you. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, when you get eliminated next time, I want you to stand up on the middle of the table and say, I'm a GD ambassador. Take that. And none of the rest of you are. I think that that would set them all straight. Yeah. I think that right would go there. over really well. <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> try it once. See what happens. Hey, right. Hey, you brought up you brought up hockey. Your Maple Leafs now the NHL. You know they set out a schedule. Everyone's setting out a schedule, but no one wants to come down to brass tacks. How about how they're going to play their players? But your Maple Leafs, who were right around an eighth spot, would have been battling for a playoff uh, spot. Now there's 24 teams. You don't have to sweat it out. That's kind of cool, right? Well, I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan because I mean I live here in Las Vegas. Oh and right, have, and I that's help bring right. the team here. Toronto's where I grew up, and that's my second team, if you will. Um, I don't think they have much of a chance this year anyway because they have a lot of problems on defense. That's another story. Uh, but Vegas mm-hmm. is lucky because, you know, we're going to be in the round robin thing. And so it'll be interesting to see what hockey's like where there's nobody in the stands, you know, how, what the energy's going to be like. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and, you know, hopefully hoping that, uh, you know, they can put it together relatively soon. Absolutely. I was thinking about that round robin thing for the top four seeds. What is the... Aside from giving those four teams reps so that they have enough games to compete with the five through 12, now we're getting in the weeds here, but what is the benefit if you don't have home ice advantage of getting like that one seed? Do do you see any of that? Yeah. So there's no question that like the, the round Robin is going to be a lot less important than the play in series Mm -hmm. that everyone else is involved, the 16 teams. So I don't think that they're going to go all out now. All it matters, all that would matter. And, it's unfortunate because they're not going to do, I don't think they're going to reseed after every round, which they should, right? Because then you don't mm-hmm. do the one seed means a lot more. So basically it would just be like, you know, if, if you win the round robin, you, you know, you're the one seed and you play whoever you would get at the bottom. And the hope is that, you know, they're a weaker team. So basically, you're oh. not, you, home ice wouldn't matter. You're simply looking to get possibly a weaker opponent in the first round. But uh, again, you're looking at a weaker team that just won a best of five series. So how weak are they going right. to be? Yeah. Oh man, I, I just assumed they would reseed and the one seed would get the potentially a twelve if they upset the five. But it, you're saying you're saying it's not working like that. If it wow. was up to me, wow. the way I would do it, and I love this old schoolyard style, is the you know the, the seeds would work like this. If you get the one seed, you get to pick your opponent in the first round. Uh, you get I the love two that. seed, love you it. pick your opponent. Three seed pick, fourth seed pick. You pick your pick your opponent. That creates a lot of animosity, and that's always good. You know, extra drama. It's like, oh, you picked us. Those are fighting words. Let's go. That's the greatest. That's where the Phil Helmuts come out and really baby it up. That's funny. I, I, I like that idea too. Uh, aside from being ambassador, 
Nelly, very philanthropic uh, charity, St. Jude's, right? You do that once a year? Yeah, unfortunately, this year we had to cancel our event. Uh, Against all odds, we call it. Uh, it's a celebrity poker tournament that I run here in Las Vegas for uh, the St. Mm-hmm. Jude uh, Children's Hospital in Memphis. Um, we've raised millions of dollars over the years. Unfortunately, this year, you know, we weren't able to do that. So, uh, and obviously, you know, a lot of people have a lot of other things that they're focused on in terms of, you know, the COVID and different charities. But St. Jude is always something that I've supported and I continue to support. All right. Well, thanks so much, Daniel Negrano, for coming. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully everything goes back to normal uh, sooner rather than later. Daniel Negreanu, everyone. Thanks for coming on, buddy. You got it, man. Anytime. All right. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Hit us up. Cousin Sal, Against All Odds at gmail.com. Watch me and the rest of the Lock and In crew on The Herd and FS1 Monday through Friday. Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta Hill producer, Jim Cunningham, and poker legend, Daniel Negreanu. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-